This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome back to Public Morals Season 1, Episode 7, Collection Day. I'm your host, Roxy Stryer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzzTV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com, slash AfterBuzzTV, iTunes, SoundCloud, all those fun places. And with me is my amazing panel, alongside... The incredibly talented, wonderful, gotta stroke his ego tonight because he's feeling a little down. Phil Spitek. Watch the show. Tell a friend. Tell people to watch the show. <laughs> you watch the show, but tell friends. This show is too damn good not to be watched it is. by it's, more people. It's a really good show, and I think I know some people who agree across the table. Christina Kaplan. What's up, people? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tika. Was that a little shot that you did? <laughs> wow, this show's really good. There's a lot of you. guns in this show. I'm just feeling it. I feel that, and somebody else is feeling it right now. Anna Koppel. I'm feeling it. I'm Anna Koppel. You can follow me at Koppel from Air, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. Okay, so what did we think of this show tonight? I know you think it's an amazing show in general, but episode seven, we only have eight, nine, and ten left, so how are we feeling about tonight's episode? This was a little slower. A little bit slower. I disagree. A little bit. Not much. I disagree. I thought a lot of interesting stories are really, like starting to bubble up and open up and reveal themselves a lot more. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like you're boiling the water before you put the pasta in. The so pasta you thought is it the was action. really slow when Rusty no. just drowned Teresa or, yeah, Teresa I, to death in the tub and then shot her. That was slow. That's the boiling water he was talking about, clearly. <laughs> yeah, no, so. but, but the, the whole, so we've had whole episodes where people are just like dying and there's just a lot and it's hard to keep up with what's going on and, um, yeah, I feel like the end of the episode, there more happened, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, but but I like when this happens because it's always like the calm before the storm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know they're just sort of like setting it up for major. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying is they really set us up for a lot of things. That's where I get what you mean by slow, but I, I felt like there was a lot that happened. I'm not I think saying slow. in a negative way. No, no, no. I know. I'm. Exactly. Yeah. I think slow typically has a negative connotation, but I think that actually more and more in television, slow is a good thing. You know, yeah. you see shows like Mad Men or any of these things, it is a slower burn. Um, and I think the show's doing a really good job keeping us on our toes while having enough action every single week that you're like, okay, I know, I know someone's going to die tonight. I know, I know something's going to happen the, pretty Usually, good. They're, with the exception of that one episode um, that we had Elizabeth in, every sort of cliffhanger has been a death. And usually mm-hmm. it's rusty. Usually. Usually it's Rusty doing the killing. Yeah. Not not the death. Yes. Unless, unless he is a ghost at this point. I have he, to he say. He does have very white hair. 
<laughs> I have to say, since we already brought it up, or since I already brought it up, whatever. Ed, since I brought it up, I have to say, <laughs> yeah, Ed Burns, you ruined. Teresa's death for me. I didn't know it was going to happen, and I looked at his Twitter, and he had mentioned it, and I hadn't watched the episode yet, and I was so when, upset. When did he mention it? Well, Here's on the, Tuesday God, on the show, okay, here, so, but I was waiting. I watched the show last God night. God forbid so. tweets after the show actually airs. Eddie, yeah, how could you do that to us? In, in all fairness, <laughs> as as creator and star of the show, I I feel as if it is his prerogative. To promote and talk about things that happen on no, his show. No, it is. I'm just like after it airs, especially. I know, Technically, I'm just... you are spoiling this show for people who who are going to watch it Friday. We take Thursdays, <laughs> and if people haven't seen the show, you are spoiling. It I for them. know. I just wanted to bring it up because. Well, actually, we love you, Ed. Speaking of you bringing that up, I know that you watched last night and you watched again tonight. Do you feel like the second time you watch, you figure out more Easter eggs or there's something you're getting more out of it? Honestly, the se- I like watching it a second time when it's your first time because I just look at you and a good part's about to happen because I, I already know what's going to happen. I always know. I always know something's about to happen because all these eyes are on me. I'm like, all right, somebody's dying yeah. right now. Something's going to happen. She's like, she's making all these predictions. I'm like, no. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh no, keep watching, keep watching. Yeah, I had some really bad predictions tonight. I'll go over them as we go through this episode, but let's get into it. Oh, Anna, you had something you... No, we're ready? Okay, starting <laughs> with Terry. Terry's got a lot going on. He's got stuff going on with work. He's got stuff going on with family. He's He's got stuff going on illegally. Uh, but I, I want to talk about him and Christine at first because last week we heard that the this actual looking of the house and trying to move was going to come to fruition. Um, and tonight we see Ina calls Christine and is like, yo, I got a house for you, girl. In those words, you know, because like in the '60s, that's how everybody. Here's the thing: yeah. I mean, I, when you know, I, before before I fully dive into Christine, I mean, I've been in very similar situations when you have so much going on that you just kind of get information thrown at you, and and you just kind of nod like, "Oh, okay," and you don't really. Wait, similar know. situation. Who who's nodding? Terry, no, or Christine, Terry. Okay. You, you know, you just said Terry has a lot going on, and so oh. so what I'm saying is, having been in those situations where you, you know, as you mentioned, the various things that he's dealing with, you get bits and pieces, never the full context, and so you know, in this uh, w- w- with the house situation, he's picking up from from his James, the son, then kind of Christine. But he still doesn't even have the full pieces yet together, and I'm excited to see how it really boils down because once he fully realizes what's going on, he's like, wait a minute, I didn't approve this at all. So you feel like he's yupping her right now. Christine's like, by the way, I'm going to go check out a house with Ina, and he's like, sure, sure, honey, but he really doesn't think that it's legitimate or... Yeah, I mean, he's just getting bits of... Yeah, it, it, he doesn't feel it's as real as it actually is. Okay. What are you guys thinking about this? I think it's more that he just doesn't feel it's as important as all the other things that he's dealing with. Like, maybe part of him thinks it's not actually going to happen, but it's he's probably thinking it's not actually going to happen because he's going to go talk to his dad and say, no, what are you doing? You're not paying for the, like, I'm the man of this house, blah, 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 blah. 
Okay. You know what I mean? What What struck me about the scene is that I felt like Ina kind of had a little bit of a dig. She's like, there's nothing here in your price range. Uh, I agree. And, and, yeah, like, where did that come from? Like, why, if she's either going to be, like, I feel like either Team Terry or Team Christine, if she's, you know, with Christine on this, uh, and she has no idea what their finances are. How could she possibly know? Like, is, it, she, is it a matter of because she knows how, how Terry is that that she doesn't necessarily want him and his involvement closer to them? Maybe. I wonder if it's more that she has no interest in doing this, that her husband's kind of making her do something that she's just like, oh, I've got other stuff I got I want to deal with. Whatever he's sending me to take Christine to some place, we're going to have to pay for this. What's that going to mean for us? Why is he doing this? Whatever. Let me take you. That's fine, honey. Sure. Oh, so maybe it's out of their price range. Yeah. Because, because he said he was going to help with the down payment, so maybe mm. that's what it was about. Something but, like that. Yeah. That's what I would assume, but I, I caught that dig too, and it did seem a little out of place, and as we know on the show, and Ed Burns has said a bunch of times, nothing is just random. So right. we've yeah. we got to look into all of that. She was uh, excited by Queens, though. She was like, oh, okay, not bad. Of course. She, yeah. All They're she wants Hell's us to get out. in a one-bedroom. She right talks on. about it every day, yeah. and even in tonight's episode, we find out that she's really miserable. We find out through James, the son. Uh, James kind of gave a dig to Terry. He says, you know, Dad, you know that's not why she's upset in the car. And then Terry has to kick out the other kids. And he's like, James, what's up? Based on the way that we've seen Terry treat James before, I thought that he was going to verbally smack him around a little bit. But he didn't do that tonight. I thought I saw a very different parenting side of him. Did anybody feel like he kind of is growing as a father or changing a little bit? Well, after the events of last week where he could have literally lost his entire... Well, he he's the one who would have obviously left them if he was shot. Uh, so I, I think he's taken kind of a more... Uh, he sees them as more valuable mm. just by the nature of that. I think he also just maybe is finally kind of realizing, all right, maybe I am a little hard on him. I need to give him a little bit more of a nurturing father figure. And maybe that, maybe he'll respond better to that. You know, I don't know. Maybe he just had a change of heart. I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. There was no rhyme or reason as to why he was all of a sudden now being softer with James. Do you, don't you guys agree that it just kind of to a degree? I mean, you know, flipped? I, I, you know, one of the alarming things is, you know, even James is kind of reading the book and, and, uh, the, we've heard many times where Terry says to him, like, you know, that's not the role model he should be going after. And every time that's said, he, James tries to find a different role model. And eventually you're going to run out of role models to try. And then the, the, I could see James being frustrated. Like, who do you want me to look up to? Right. <laughs> Is it you? Because I don't know if you're a perfect role model. Anna, you're the one who initially I felt like had the biggest problem with his parenting style on this show. How did you feel about it in tonight's episode? I feel like it's too late. Like, I feel James being very detached and disinterested. And uh, I think... Uh, it, I don't know. It would take Terry a lot of um, patience and compassion and gentleness with James at this point to um, come back together. But at this point, I just I see James is gone. Mm. Um, I do see him being protective of Christine, um, but uh, so like not gone from the family entirely. But uh, I think he sees Terry as like an enemy at this point. Something really big and consistent would have to change in order for their relationship to build. Do right, you, he would have to consistently be. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no. Uh, he would have to consistently be uh, just more understanding. And and I also think that James is lying. I don't think he studied for a social studies test. I don't think he did well. Like you no, know. but he was doing well with um when when, you know, when he was reciting stuff. 
you know, with with the mom and, and stuff like that. I think he's lying, too. I, I think the way that he said it sounded like, did you do well on the test? Uh, uh, I don't know. Well, you either knew the answers or you didn't. Yeah, sure, I knew them. Knowing that his dad is playing him and going to give him something. Same thing with the cigarettes. Could have brushed his teeth, whatever. We see he kind of is happy after his dad doesn't notice it's on him. I think that he is is doing more things that his dad wouldn't uh, approve of that we, than we know. Well, I, for, I thought the interesting part for me was when when James says, like, you know, why why not move? I don't have any friends left here anyway. Hmm. I thought, so that that kind of was... He's in with a bad crowd. So who's he drinking with if he doesn't have friends left? I don't know. Who would he go to the Knicks game with? Apparently mm. his brother. Well, no, he's lying. He's lying to Terry, though. That's the point. Like, you think that he's not going to take his brother to the next game? I thought he, he said, here are some tickets for you and your friends. No, he said, he's, he said, here's it for you and your friends. Just promise me that you'll take your brother. And he, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No problem, Dad. But we haven't seen yet. If he does or doesn't, I think that he's going to end up. Why would we hear? Why would we hear Terry ask him to take Michael? It, it just seems like it wouldn't be that important of a comment if he doesn't end up taking him. Well, I think Michael's going to be a witness to the people that James is actually spending his time with. Right. Oh, maybe that. Or I think James might say, "Michael, you better not tell Dad I didn't take you," like, and kind of set up his brother for disaster here yeah. something bad could happen to him could, something like that I, i'm just i'm worried about this family dynamic because i think that terry is a family man despite the fact that he has so many other things going on and without his family i don't think he will be able to keep going at his job what he's doing all the different pieces that he's moving right now i don't think without the support he's going to be able to keep playing this game and the support is going to leave we see christine tonight she goes, he's he's dead asleep, and she goes through his bag because he claims he didn't go to the club, and she doesn't believe him. She doesn't believe him. Yeah. We're starting to see this doubt. Liz even talked to us last week about how this doubt is going to continue to grow until something happens. I mean, I'm, I'm worried about him and the family. And I'm worried about what he's doing on the street, too, guys. Okay, tonight we see him. He goes to collect more money. Of course, he's going around. He's picking up his money. We see him go back to uh, Vince. Vince is getting the money from Moose. Uh, and even when Vince brings the money, he recounts the money that Vince just counted because he doesn't trust Vince anymore. I was kind of surprised by this. Yeah, I wasn't entirely surprised because I've kind of seen this with Vince is he's lose somewhat losing his credit with everyone around him the people on the street like moose you know doesn't i'm sure doesn't really trust him like he used to because he kind of screwed him over in moose's eyes and then now terry doesn't trust him and neither does i don't think anyone else in the department so he's kind of losing all of his you know respect that he may have had before and I feel like that's going to turn into something eventually, whether it's him exploding or him doing something really bad as, like, kind of a backlash or a, what's, what's the word? I'm, that's well, not the word. I, I, I you agree. know what I mean? I agree I with backlash that. Backlash works. So Vince is going to do something to explode? I think so because he is going to eventually it's going to build on him that nobody really trusts him anymore. And he's lost all of the respect of the people, whether it's the people, the guys on the street or the guys in his office. Right, right, right. Yeah, I see. But see, I also see that happening with Terry, though, because he doesn't trust anybody. And I think like when he's getting like increasingly sort of paranoid and like keeping more and more secrets. And I mean, at this point, he still he still trusts Charlie. Right. So I, so he has that going. But uh, but I I see 
Terry could easily explode too in the same way just because he's so weirdly paranoid about everything right now. Yeah, I think they could explode for different reasons. Exactly what you're saying about Terry. But when it comes to Vince, people keep accusing Vince of something. And and when that happens, when somebody keeps saying, you're stealing from us, you're stealing from us, you might as well be guilty. So a lot of people have that mindset. If you're going to think that I'm guilty anyway, I might as well actually be stealing from you so at least I'm getting something out of it. But he was guilty. How How is Vince with, guilty? Just by the, having a relationship with Moose? Yeah, with the gambling. No, Vince didn't know about the gambling. Moose knows about the gambling. But he was very skeptical to to do anything at, at, when when it was kind of happening. And, that, and that's, that's true because he, he was protecting his friend. And that was the whole thing, right? You know, we'll talk about the lieutenant storyline a little bit more. But it's you're you're all in or nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and so with that, it's like if if there's a question, you know, you and he could have done it in a friendly way, like, hey, what's going on here, buddy? Right. But but see, this is where Terry and Vince are are different because I think Vince has this kind of understanding of like, you know, we're friends, we grew up together, so like I'm gonna kind of look the other way on this, I'm gonna give you a break on this, whatever. But like with Terry, he's like, no breaks when it's money. Like when that's where we draw the line. If it's money, there's it's not a conversation. And um, like he'll give breaks though for other reasons and mm-hmm. other situations. Uh, and so I think it's just like sort of a difference in. A value system, almost. I could absolutely see that. And I, I think that not just when it comes to money, but Vince might be giving breaks for other reasons uh, that Terry would never do, which is that Vince, has obviously, we've seen, has stepped out on his wife, and he's really interested in this girl, Bernadette, who... I, we have to assume hasn't hooked up with him yet because she didn't last week. Uh, but he does see her tonight, and there is a moment she's like, are you taking me out? Maybe this time we can go for more than a ride. I think that he sometimes thinks with the other head. So we, we could definitely see him be swayed that way. Yeah, but so I like think that. she's yeah, trying. <laughs> I made you smile, Phil. I think Bernadette is trying to play him in some way because, I mean... Uh, Girls, a lot of women know that that's how they can get what they want from guys or how they can, you know, persuade guys to do something. Tina Cap, teach us your ways. What do you mean? Flirting, you know, (laughs) acting like you're going to hook up with the guy when you have no intentions to ever touch that. that (laughs) Come on, don't act stupid, ladies. She she wants to be a boss lady. She does. So so she's using her great looks and charming personality. And she knows that Vince is interested in her, so I think she's trying to get him, you know, maybe to get him alone to... I don't know, threaten him with something or blackmail him or I don't know what. But I think that she's trying to set him up. Yeah, I I could see that. Okay, I I also want to talk about some more Terry stuff. Uh, We've got him looking for information. He's using all of his different informants, but our favorite one, who isn't exactly an informant, but he seems like he's a flip-flopper, is Duffy. Uh, So he gets a phone call from Duffy after threatening to throw Duffy back in prison. Duffy's like, I finally got something, man. And basically tells him everything he's been afraid of. Like, confirms all of his beliefs about who shot who and when they shot them and where everybody is and why everything is happening. And you can just see in Terry's face, he's like, crap. I gotta go tell Charlie this. And like you said, Anna, Charlie's the one he still trusts. So he does go, even though Charlie's a little busy right now, you know, after being shot and all. Um, But he goes and he talks to Charlie and he says, here's all the information. The only piece of the puzzle that they can't put together is why why Patton's crew would kill somebody from their own crew. 
which was, it's interesting. Is, is there anything else that they're missing right now, or is that literally the only piece of the puzzle that they can't solve? What, why they killed Rogers and O'Reilly? Or no, that's Smitty. Richie. Why, why they why killed, they killed Smitty? Smitty? Why? Because well, it, it's part of their own crew. Why would they kill Smitty? We know why. Well, we know why, and I think, I would have to think that Terry knows who Rusty is, what kind of a guy he is, and maybe knows that he's not 100% allegiant, you know, with in allegiance with his dad. Hmm. But, but kind not, of, even, not even, again, we'll talk about Rusty, but even Red doesn't know the full extent of how willing Rusty is. Or, Nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so... How could you know? And, and Charlie kind of downplayed the whole situation of like, ah, you know, you know these guys, who knows what. What what does a full-blown war look like? If this doesn't look like a war, what the hell does war look like? Well, I think why it's maybe not considered war just yet is... You need to know the enemies. Right. And I think once... I'm assuming next episode we're going to find Rusty and Richie finally, um, you know, meeting up. And that's when I think we'll see what everyone is saying the full-blown war is. I think, I think, I'm sorry. No, I keep doing this to you. I'm sorry. You really don't. I feel like she's putting a period on the end of her sentence. I am. I am. And then I feel like I want to say something and then there's nothing more for me to say. So you're actually doing me a favor. Okay, good. All right. (laughs) Done. Uh, I think that the end of this episode marked the beginning of the full blown war. I think once you start killing innocent people or innocent people start losing their lives in the crossfire, whatever, that's when it's a full-blown war. You know who agrees with you? Teresa. Too right. bad she can't share that opinion anymore. We'll get there, though. Ooh. Well, yeah, because yeah. this already Richie is in hot pursuit of Rusty, wanting to do anything and everything he can. We don't think he really... I mean, I think you guys agree he's not, like, in love with Teresa. But this is, I feel like, going to be the match that ignites, you know... A, a huge bomb in him. Yeah, it's it's already there though. It, it's right. building up. We can't call this a cold war because people are dropping left and right. So I feel like we're already at war. So we're about to go into a place that I can't even imagine what it's going to look like. Uh, and and that's with our that's with our businesses. But what we have also wars going on is in our personal relationships. So Charlie, who's in the hospital uh, at some point in this episode, his mom is there, but who also comes to visit him is his daughter and his daughter's fiance. So Ryan and Agnes come. Question first. This is random, but wh- how come his mom understands everyone what they're saying, but she can't speak English? That's the grandma. Is that normal that people can understand English but they can't speak it? A yeah. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to move on from okay. that. Sorry, I just I just had to ask. I'm sorry. No, it's it's not a it's a fair question, but yeah, that does happen a lot. It's under, easier see, to understand easy, than something see. to speak. And I bet she can probably speak a little bit, but it's just more comfortable in her yeah. language. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like for somebody who only wanted like a shot of whiskey after being shot, he's kind of milking this now. No, I mean, well, yet. how long is it? At, how, yet. How yet. long has it actually been at this point? Don't we don't know. Four or five days. Relax, people. Yeah. Okay. Get all right. Up. So so they go to visit because Agnes wants, or at least Ryan wants Agnes and the wedding to be in a different church than where she was baptized. I feel like Ryan is going to get his ass kicked eventually. I think that Ryan and Agnes aren't going to last very long. There you go, because yeah. Ryan's going to get his ass kicked eventually. Yeah, this seemed like a strange argument to have at 
the hospital that her father was shot in. Well, he wasn't shot in the hospital. No, I'm just saying that he, yeah. he's lying shot in this hospital, yeah. and this is what they're bickering about, which church they're getting married in. I mean, absolutely, I, I have to respect anything that's important to somebody, but I just feel like this should be one of those there's more to life than where we get married kind of things. Right. Also, I didn't quite understand. I, did I miss something when he was like, we're doing this for him because it costs less money? Yeah, I thought, I think that was meant as a subtle dig as well. Like, trying to say, your dad doesn't have a lot of money. Like, we're trying to help him. You know, like, oh, poor, yeah. poor Charlie, he's, he's, doesn't make a lot of money. He's a cop. I yeah. think he was, it was kind of a dig. Cause we don't really know, we know Ryan's a firefighter and his dad was a firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what firemen made back in that day and age or if it was more than cops or not yeah, but, but it was just, it, i don't know I, in did some you get ways, it did you not think that was a dig did you feel it was a different actually i, I felt that like i felt it was a dig and i'm just waiting for the scorsese quote to come out from charlie of like go save a fucking kitten in a tree will you <laughs> yeah. yeah fair enough fair enough so we're just gonna have to kind of see what happens with ryan agnes and and where they go right now they're adding it into the story and it's like we don't know their relationship that well so it's hard for me to care if they break up um but i i do think that charlie is our tie to them and we'll have it will it's have something about these young guys on the show i just don't like them part of me i don't like the, the 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 new shay shay i don't like i i, I want to punch him in the face Ryan, I want to punch him in the face. Why too. do you want to punch them in the face? I don't That's like got to be a Phil problem. I mean, it I know. <laughs> I'm like Sean. I just want to punch somebody. Sean's a young guy. Sean's a good guy. He's a Beantown kid. Okay, so you like... All right, uh, all right. Okay, part I see of me, what's happening. Part of me thinks that maybe Ryan has ulterior motives. Like what? We'll talk about it in predictions. No? Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, no, another thing that happens in tonight's episode that I was really excited about <laughs> is that we got to see <laughs> this side of the table is going to kill me right now. Is that we got to see? Oh, I'm going to have a heat stroke. Before <laughs> no, really. We got to see the lieutenant storyline and a big chunk of it for the first time in seven episodes. You know, he's been part of these stories, but he hasn't really been a huge. We haven't seen him separate from the rest of the group and kind of go off. And Ruben um, Santiago, he's a great actor. Yeah. He did a great job. He's a phenomenal guy. I'm glad we saw more of him. It it was cool. However, again, a storyline, I don't know where we're going with this. He wanted his nephew to be involved with his team. I guess Shay took the spot that his nephew was supposed to take. Now, based on this woman that he's seeing, the woman's son who he likes, got his hands broken by this guy. Now he can't play guitar, so he's going to beat up this guy. And they go to beat up this guy. They beat the living crap out of him. I have a couple of things. Oh, i got to hear them. Number one, uh, I've been reading a lot of stuff online, and it it appears that you, as fans, uh, are most intrigued to see, like, to see Lieutenant, he's a man of color right in in a in a time when basically you know he it's not really diverse and so they want to see like how he's actually dealing with that side of it you know in a position of power number one um so i'm interested to see that we haven't kind of dived into that number two yeah but before we could dive into that we needed to see more about his character and his storyline so i'm sure we'll see all the the adversities he faces and everybody else faces fair enough number two no offense i feel like we didn't quite beat up the guy as much as we could have. I feel like if the goal was no jaw, no hand, no legs, I don't know if we succeeded. I feel like he still could have... Yeah, he got kicked in the stomach a lot, but... I feel I'm with you, Phil. I, I mean, I don't know what that says. I about don't mean me, to be sadistic. But I'm just saying, if the goal was that, the goal was 
don't let him walk out of here. And I was like, that guy's walking out of there eventually. Yeah, He's going to stand up. I, this is so bad for our panel and so sick and twisted, but I had the same exact thought. <laughs> well, I did. I was like, hit him again with the pipe. Hit him with the pipe. Like, don't keep kicking him. He's already down. You gotta hit him. Yeah. So. <laughs> our panel. That's, the views here express what happens. Not exclusive to whatever. So maybe. Saying, if that was the goal, we didn't achieve the goal. Cap, okay, save us. so maybe. <laughs> This is going to turn into something in the next episode or two where Sunny Blue comes back because they didn't beat him up enough and retaliates against this nephew. I, I we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how he does. Um, I'm just saying that, like you guys, he's walking out of there. We didn't accomplish the goal. I'm goal oriented person. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. And when they like right away, they're like, "I think we have a new member of our team." Like. Yeah. Really? Because I feel like he didn't prove himself that hard. So anyway. um, He did kick him with all of his might in the stomach a few times. We have a a little more. It also looks like he kicked him in the face. Yeah. Okay. We we have a a sweeter (laughs) storyline going on. We're the worst. Uh, We're not curb stomping him. We're curb stomping nobody here. Yeah. We didn't have to do that. Let's go to the barn. (laughs) Please let me go to the barn with Sarah and Hopkins. We got to go there. We got to get to the barn. Because uh, you know who doesn't want to have some good old fashioned sex in the barn? Um, so so, weird. so we go. Hopkins is a character that we've met a couple times. We don't know that much about. Now he's uh, engaged to this girl named Sarah, who he grew up with. Uh, does anybody have feelings about this, either pro or con, or like he's going to die? Too fast. Yeah, I, I just think that he, poor he's thing. He's a die. goner. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a goner. I can't get invested in their love life because I'll end up like Sarah, devastated. So um, rest in peace, Hopkins. You don't even know that you're dead yet, but you are. <laughs> you're dead to us. And so the reason there. why he's dead is because of his dear friend, Richie, who's getting him in so much trouble. And he's just going along with it. Richie is going after Rusty. He doesn't care. We've already seen him take care of business, and he's getting other people involved. Hopkins is going to end up dead because, you know what? Teresa already ended up dead just because he wanted her to go pick up the freaking guns. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Cole, you keep your mouth shut. Here's the... I, I'm very upset with... I'm, I'm upset with her, and I'm very upset with Richie because just... Words of advice, ladies. Anytime a man tells you don't get involved but gives you specific directions to follow and act upon, now you're involved. I have That's to- it. Just end of story. Mm. But Anna's she got also her eyebrow raised on helping him. Yeah, but but again, what I'm saying is as a man, then if you say don't get involved, like it's I think he was trying to say that like to be nice, to be like, really I don't want you to get involved, but then when I think he knew that she was kind of a ride or die, like I want to get involved. I just die, think, she did. Yeah, she yeah. did die. I think that the statement that anytime a man says don't get involved, ladies don't get involved, needs to be something that we are clear upon that I disagree with. And okay. also, I think it can be, it's gender neutral. Like, I think if somebody, yeah. says, if anybody says don't get involved <laughs> to, like, male or female says to male or female, don't get involved, but then says go pick up illegal guns for me, it's like maybe not the route you should be on. Yeah, <laughs> sure. is, like, so. I'll, I'll agree okay. to that. But Fair the enough. The eyebrow was raised before that. What are you? What's wrong with the situation here? Are you skeptical? Um, no, I don't. I don't know. Why I was raising my eyebrow. I, I was thinking at the time. I think if we're <laughs> at the same moment, uh, there were many that, eyebrow raises. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's the panel's nuts. Uh, that if Richie and Rusty could just get on the same page, they would be 
unstoppable. I mean, they would be amazing. They could they could take over New York. And the problem with people who want power is they want power. They don't want everybody to have power. And even two people having power might be too much for them. But I don't think they'd us. be unstoppable. I think they would just start massacre. Like it would be a massacre because anyone that ever got in their way, they just choke with their hands like mm-hmm. and they go back to prison like that. Tina, thank God we have you on this panel because we we're trying to really beat the crap out of people and you're trying to save them until you went curb stomping and now I now I don't even know what to make Put of your that. on the curb. Put it on the curb. I love that movie. Oh my god. It's the so movie scary. is American history actually. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I think I think we know. Oh dear God. Okay, so uh, we we're, we go to rest Rusty. I can't wow. wait for the racist comments we're going to get. Oh, God. Accusations. We, we go to Rusty, and Rusty's got a lot of stuff going on, too. He is a crazy one. First of all, he goes to Ina. We learned for the first time tonight, which, by the way, Tina Cap and I got in our very first fight. Because she thinks no, she K, called K. something. I think it was a fight. K. Oh, sorry. Not yeah, not Ina. K. sorry. I'm, Ina's uh, house shopping. K is the one who's screwing Rusty. Or not quite. No. Not seven years ago. Seven years ago, um, and, and we're sitting tonight. Here. And and tonight she yeah. doesn't she doesn't quite get there, but she but she will because he's bringing her that red negligee. He likes red. Yeah. Well, can't I bring up a point, Roxy? That last week on the panel when I said, "What if he's doing this for her?" You never said. I said that three, well, four weeks ago. What? Let's let's look at the tapes because we talked about this like the first or second week. It's I know camera. I believe you, but I believe you, but I'm just wondering why right. you didn't bring it up. For right, you guys we can at home, this. for we you guys this at home. Day. Well, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that we always knew there was a reason that Rusty killed Mr. O that didn't have to do just with politics because it, it didn't make any sense. We predicted it had to do with Kay because there was that strange moment at the funeral, which, by the way, was. Weeks and weeks ago, and yeah. I totally called it. But that's irrelevant because we're all team here. So I'm know. not. I'm not saying you didn't call it. She's <laughs> the one that wants to fight here. Clearly, we all know. Roxy this is like the third time you brought Roxy it up. Is probably. Gonna <laughs> I would like everybody at home here's, to know. Here's what I would like to discuss. I, I like the. I really. I was really down on her because she didn't seem as strong. At first, she says no, but then he's like, okay. No for now, but tomorrow we meet up, and here's all the things you will do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. Okay. Don't wear black. Okay. I like red. Okay. I'll pick you up. Yeah. I was like, all right, if you're going to see him tomorrow, just bang him now. Like, you you made plans to sleep with him tomorrow. What's the difference? She might have to shave her legs. She really <laughs> might. That's true. Girls got to get waxed. Oh, gosh. That's um, so annoying. <laughs> when you have to shave your legs. Yeah, because I really don't like ever doing it. It's not as bad as when you're in the studio and you have upper lip sweat that people can see on camera, which is going on with me right now. I smell so bad. Like, we need to... Okay, we're we need to power through. Home, we're in Los Angeles. Dear it's 90 Lord. degrees in the valley at 9 p.m. All right, so bringing it back. Here. Bringing it back. Rusty has a few more things going on. Number one, Patton and Red are in a fight over who's got the power. Rusty obviously thinks it's him. Red seems to stick up to Rusty. When he talks to Patton, but then when Red goes to talk to Rusty later, he stands up for Patton and says that he doesn't know if Rusty is the man for the job. Is Red a flip flopper, or is no. he is his mind changing? Is he a people th- pleaser? Like what? I think he's a pe- he's, he's got to try to keep the peace here. He's 
that's what he's trying to do. I mean, there's just so much bloodshed, and he's got to get those two in a room and to actually just agree or whatever. It, it, it's just not good. When Red's getting ca- caught in the crosshairs, and after Rusty's talk with him, I don't know how much time Red actually has. The I, only reason Red wouldn't die is because then Patton would obviously know something's up, and then Rusty... Now, now oh, you think Rusty's going to kill Red? I mean, the, who knows what Rusty's capable Rusty's of? Rusty's killing everyone that's standing in his way, and right now he sees Red as someone who's standing in his way. But I don't necessarily know if Red's trying to keep the peace or if he's just trying... He doesn't want to get on either person's bad side. But he's trying. He's I think doing he's doing both. it more, doing but both. I think he... Like, it would be one thing if he went to Red and was like, I mean, if he went to Patton and was like, Patton, you are the boss. And then he went to Rusty and was like, Rusty, you're the boss. But he's doing the opposite That's of that. That's true, I guess. It's so strange. I think, I think he's a no drunk and just like a shit stirrer, I think, hmm. is the deal. I could see it. I think he's a little smarter than that. Or maybe he's planning something. Maybe I, he, he is, but he's always hammered. So I think that he was with Rusty, and now he thinks Rusty's gone too far, and that Rusty's on a power trip. Mm. So what does Rusty say? This is what going all the way looks like or something? Well, okay, how could he think Rusty gone has gone too far when he's the one that walked outside to Sully and shot him straight in the face? Yeah, that's true. And so, he is the one who started this. Like, let's <laughs> let's take over. Let's go all the way with yeah. this. Some people can't hang, especially when you're going around strangling women in tubs. There's a code, and so he he did shoot somebody in the car, but it wasn't a woman, and it wasn't an innocent. What do you guys think when Rusty walks into Teresa's? Room, she's in the tub. Are you thinking she's dead, woman? Oh, or yeah, are you absolutely. Think, oh, you knew. I, yeah. I knew as soon as he said, "Like I feel bad for this woman." Yeah. On the phone with Colt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it. I knew as soon as Ed tweeted it, but then I knew as soon as. <laughs> Thank I, you. Oh, full circle. <laughs> I kind of felt like when he said, "I'm not going to shoot you," I was like, "Oh, he's not going to shoot you. He's going to leave his message." And then I was like, "Oh, I'm a moron. How did I fall for that?" He likes killing people with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. He's like he he's dirty. sadistic. If, if you're if you know anything about Hitchcock there's um, there's a sadistic pleasure that Hitchcock talks about about the physicality of it all but then after he does it in case somebody could possibly think she drowned he shoots her so that they know he likes red well I was thinking that he did that because maybe she's good at holding her breath and he thought she could fake that she would because she was flailing and then stopped really quick you want to know what's so interesting about you when you just said? I was thinking if somebody was strangling me in the tub, I would try really hard to just like not flail, just be calm and try to hold my breath until, but I don't think it works like that because I've never once seen anything like that happen. Well, I'd scream like she did and then maybe when he was holding me under, just curb stop. Try to hold my breath <laughs> until Lord. he left. I don't think you guys should be talking about what you would do in this situation in case that you ever find yourself in it. Right, well, that's why we should be talking about it, because we can figure out the best way to go Yeah, but not this. online. You can stay on the internet forever. You don't know who's going to find you. <laughs> that's true. Oh, my God. Guys, I don't have a bathtub in my apartment. we got to take, this out. We gotta take this out. We have a little bit of news and gossip, then we'll get to predictions, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Speaking of... Our news. All right. Can I break Tina Cap's heart? I already did. I was going to say, this is a filth thing. No, I knew this already. (laughs) I'm going to break Tina Cap's heart. No, we have have to pause. I wanted you to get through the news quickly, but you can't shush a woman. You can't shush anybody. (laughs) Especially not with that hand motion. Okay. The people on iTunes, just so you know, he he did like the the lips shut hand motion. It was (laughs) like you put your fingers together. Nina Dobrev and Sean from the show are dating. Tina Cap likes Sean from the show. What's his name? 
Sean from real the show. name? Beantown. Austin Stowell. Well, he so, ain't for you. It's fine. Okay, she she likes him because she thinks that he does a really good job. In the sh- she thinks think he's, he's attractive actor. and he's a good actor. Yeah, is oh, that, she doesn't is like so journal bad? about him. <laughs> Hide it. Hide your diary. Dear okay. diary. So Sean we drank a beer and it was so cute. We don't know what it means that they're dating. They could just be you know seeing each other casually. We, but there we've was seen a photo official of photos of them together on the red carpet. Yeah, we have seen that. Okay, so that's it for our news and gossip this week. Let's get into some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV prediction. Remember earlier when I cut you off, Tina Cap, when you were giving your prediction? What was I predicting? I forget. Yeah, Agnes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you were predicting. Oh, I was predicting that I think Ryan has ulterior motives. What, what, what kind of thing? Like, he wants to be a cop, not a firefighter? So No, I don't know. <laughs> like, that whole scene, I, I didn't think anything of it until that last scene when he's like, oh, is he always like this? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, it is my wedding. Maybe he knows that the dad's that. crooked, and so he wants to expose it. I don't Maybe the know. firefighters and the cops have major beef. I don't think it has anything to do with the firefighters oh. and the cops. <laughs> I was trying to help your point. No, no, I don't. I just feel like they, that storyline is not just going to dissipate. I mean, clearly they showed us that for a reason. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think? Any predictions? Uh, I think that yeah, that red probably not going to last the season. I think Patton's taking him out though. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, well, I, I think um, Hopkins. Hopkins is gone. And I, oh, yeah. Richie, we'll see where he ends up. Yeah. So in the previews, when do we think? I couldn't figure out if it if it was actually Terry talking to Patton when he's saying, you know, I think they you know up. who's responsible for this, and then Patton says we're almost at the end. Was that them talking, or was Could that be cut editing? See? Yeah, we that's what know. I was wondering. I, I think they do meet up, but then I think they also spliced in other moments when the two are talking at separate. To, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also am very, very curious about what's going to happen with Shay. Why Vince yeah. punches him? Yeah, and there's a lot. He says that people are mixed on him, and we've been mixed the whole time. I think he's got to be a mole of some sort, but the most interesting part will be if he is who he's working for. He's got that shitting smile. Like, how's your day? Smile. No, the, the term is shitting and grin. There you go. That's it. I, I'm, I'm loving the teamwork tonight, guys. Well, teamwork makes the dream work. Well, Shay, Brian Wiles, told us that episode 8 is when his character has a huge thing happen. We same don't know with, what that means. Same with Aaron Eisenberg, Richie's character. They both have huge things happening next episode. Speaking of which, we have, uh, no, you, you go, you got it, you set it up, girl. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, no. Um, yes, no, Aaron Eisenberg, Richie, Kane is gonna be hopefully Skyping in, at the very least calling in next week for our show. Do you yeah. guys feel that air? That was because he's calling in. Yeah. And we're um, working on an interview with, 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 with like a quick soundbite from uh, from Fortune. Yeah, from Katrina, and also uh, we're talking to Ed's people, and hopefully we'll have him in for the finale. So we've got a lot of really fun stuff. With yeah, your Brian powers Wild combined, Shea, with yeah. your powers combined, tweet at all these people, get them in. 
Yeah, honestly, you guys have been the absolute best, uh, and we we just want to give back to you guys by getting these interviews and giving the information that you want to hear. So make sure that you tweeted us throughout the week if you want to keep the conversation going. Speaking of which, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. You can follow me at Couple from Mayor K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R A F T E R B U Z Z or TV TV Afterbuzz TV. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you are. Give us that thumbs up, that five star. Uh, write a comment. We read everything you guys have to say. Yeah, I love what Nightwolf had to say. What did he say? Great things about me. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you guys so much, and we will be back here at same time. No, no. We'll, actually, we'll be here at 7. Early time next week. Early so. time next week yes. if you're with us live at 7 p.m. If you watch later, it doesn't make a difference to you. Thank you guys for being the most amazing fans. We'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 